0: minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome in everyone to the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Thanks for joining us today in a a very special edition of the episode today. Um, Free agency coming out of the NFL with an absolute bang and uh, I am Dan Connick and I'm joined with Andrew Murtig and we're taking a look at a couple of the the splash moves that the, the Packers made here early on in uh, in the offseason. Andrew, um, Not, I mean, it's not not the same that we had last year, obviously. Um, it's kind of a light version of, of that. But still, to come out of this and address uh, probably, you know, the two biggest positions right away for the Packers with a, a right tackle and a linebacker um, – that that really seems to be, like, the Gutekunst move in, in the offseason now, the last couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, it's super interesting. Like, you had to expect that this was going to be a pretty slow news day, that the legal tampering period was going to open up and maybe you'd start to hear some whispers about players that, that green Bay was connected with. And then bang Goody goes out and he signs two players. And like you said, probably the two biggest areas of need um, that he's already addressing with veterans. It's, it's, it's wild. This is, this is not Ted Thompson world anymore. No. (laughs)
0: No. And honestly, we needed this. I needed this sports in my life uh, today. Uh, you and I were just talking about that a little bit. This this is a much needed um, kind of return to normalcy, at least for a minute, um, you know, seeing Gudakoons go out here and, and do some football things. Uh, but the two guys that are going to be joining the Packers next season, um, we'll start with the one that I think probably flew under the radar, at least uh, leading up to the offseason, was at right tackle. They add Rick Wagner from the Detroit Lions, uh, a two-year, eleven million dollar deal. You know, from what everyone was saying, like this is a deal. This is a deal that's going to be a cost saver compared to what they were going to be possibly playing Belaga, or at least what Belaga is probably going to get out on the open market. Um, Just at at first glance, with that, Andrew. What's your take on on Rick Wagner? I know he's you know he's a Wisconsin kid, so you know him. A lot of people are familiar with him. Um, you know, is is the is the cost worth the potential drop in talent?
1: Well, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. I mean, I live in Wisconsin. I have been a Badger fan my whole life, and there seems to be this sort of I don't know angst between Packer fans who are Wisconsin fans and Packer fans who aren't. And there's the, it, it's like the Badger fans almost overdo the love of the, the draft prospects and the non-Badger fans absolutely hate any Badger <laughs> being connected with the Packers. It's just it's really weird world. And like, I try, I love the NFL draft. I love scouting and I, I try to stay as, as balanced as possible. Rick Wagner coming out, he, he was known as Ricky Wagner when he was in college. So I don't know what happened to that. That, that was a, a much more, he grew up, became game. a man and became Rick. I'm just Rick now. <laughs> um, so he he was a fifth round pick. And I think that probably was the right spot for him when, when the Ravens took him out of Wisconsin. And, uh, he just came in and he was really solid. Uh, like many Wisconsin linemen are, they play in a pro style system. Uh, he was really good against the run. He, and he was solid enough against the pass that he won the right tackle spot. So after that, uh, he went out in free agency and the Lions signed him to a huge deal a few years ago. Uh, he's kind of struggled there with injury and performance. Um, it, but actually, it's funny, I, I tweeted this, but three days ago, he was the sixth highest paid right tackle in the league. And the Packers then go out and sign him for what I think is a really good deal. Um, if you look at the reported numbers, uh, you mentioned this, $11 million over two years. Um, but you know, the base salary is $2.25 million each season there's a $1 million third day 2021 league year roster bonus. And why that's important is it really gives the Packers an out after one year. So if he has a nice bounce back season in 2020 they get a nice serviceable right tackle at a great rate um and they can continue to develop somebody behind him if he, if he doesn't have a good year the packers can cut him and really not a lot lost there um when you look at the guarantees and and what what they're going to be able to save after one year versus what they would have on the books
0: yeah it's all about finding the value in the margins there and you know, with Rick Wagner, obviously he's not Brian Bulaga, but nobody is Brian Bulaga. You know, he's arguably one of the better right tackles in the NFL, and by no means is Rick Wagner a slouch. And I think too, you have to take into effect, uh, take into account, you know, both of these free agents, the systems that they came from, or at least the teams, organizations that they came from. Uh, I mean, the Lions, all all joking aside, like they're not a very well run franchise, and. Rick Wagner has been there the last uh, two years, which has been Matt Patricia's entire term. And by no means was Matt Patricia an offensive genius, putting, you know, possibly his players in the best positions on offense to, to be successful. And so, yeah, just a, a really team friendly deal uh, to replace a position that the Packers have obviously been trying to figure out ever since they uh, ended their season out in Santa Clara. Yeah. Um, the other one, though, Andrew, is uh, the sexier name. It's the the bigger name that people have actually been talking about a lot. Um, and that's the linebacker from the Cleveland Browns, Christian uh, Kirksey. And, you know, it's it's actually a deal that's pretty similar to what Rick Wagner got, Andrew. It's a very incentive-laden deal. Um, you know, that, that, that's that got to be the takeaway from both of these is Gutekunst addressed two really big positions and did it in a very team-friendly way.
1: Yeah, and Kirksey is somebody that people are going to get excited about because he was considered one of the better young off-ball linebackers before injuries kind of derailed the last couple of seasons for him. Like, if he is healthy, the Packers get a great deal on a really good player to fill the, the void that's left by Blake Martinez. I, I was taking a look back. Um, Kirksey had a 7.85 relative athletic score at the Combine, which is – good. Um, the Packers prefer a little bit more elite traits, but he had a 4.58 40 yard dash, which you love. So if you're looking for that sideline, the sideline backer, uh, Christian Kirksey has something to offer there. Um, you, you mentioned the reported deal. Yeah. We're looking at two years, 13 million, uh, four of that is supposedly guaranteed. Um, you have some base salaries that, you know, the first year is a little bit lower 1.75 million. The second year is 3 million. Um, there's a big roster bonus due in 21, so again, that gives the Packers an out if they don't like what they see in year one from Kirksey. The thing that I underlined, and I'm, I'm really confused about this part of the reported contract, is a $1 million per game roster bonus in 2020. Now, obviously, if you factor out 16 games, that would be more than the total contract value, so I think what they meant there was there's $1 million in total, and he gets a certain percentage of that based on how many games he played. So it's it's really interesting. Russ Ball always does these like cool things that you don't see across the league, but really incentivizing how many games you're going to suit up for, um, and that's going to be important with a guy with an injury history. Um, there's some Pro Bowl escalators and incentives and stuff, and obviously if he hits those, the Packers are going to be delighted to have him at the price that they got him. So if he's not great, they're probably going to caught him after one year. But reconnecting with Mike Pettin is going to be great for Kirksey. Uh, he really had his best year when Pettin was the head coach with Cleveland.
0: And so with those deals being as team friendly as they are, um, it really opens up things to continue to look ahead to the rest of the off season here, Andrew. Um, there, there's reports coming out now that uh, Austin Hooper, the tight end, is pretty much as good a Brown. Um, and that, that takes off probably the biggest name that Packers fans were looking at in the offseason. So you address linebacker, you address right tackle, but they're probably, you could say talent wise, slight downgrades from what the Packers were playing with last year. What does the rest of the offseason look like now for you? What is there? Um, is there another free agent or another position group that, that we think Brian looks at, or is this all about now looking at the draft and figuring out where to place in players to uh, fill the talent gap?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, certainly wide receiver and tight end are going to be the, the things that fans shout out about. Um, I think defensive line is secretly their biggest area of need. um, And that's something that I I would not be surprised to see Brian Gutekunst address in free agency. Um, I think it's a little bit easier to go out in a very talent rich free agent class of defensive linemen and find a value there. And somebody who's going to make a really big impact next to Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, um, then it's going to be to find a wide receiver or a tight end. Of course, we're all going to be a fluster with the DeAndre Hopkins trade rumors, but mm-hmm. you know, the reality of that situation is probably not making it a, a, a real possibility for uh, green Bay to get done. But you know, the thing that I love, Oh, uh, what Goot does is he goes out and he addresses these areas of concern so you you sign an off-ball linebacker, you sign a right tackle, and now you don't have to press for those things, whether that be in the open market free agency or in the draft. And so, I, you know, personally, I think we're going to see another player added at each of these positions, but now you can certainly afford to get a developmental tackle prospect in the mid-rounds of the draft rather than just forcing the issue early. And I'm on the record saying that Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen uh still make a lot of sense for this mm-hmm. team. Mike Mike Petton utilized Bart Scott and David Harris with the Jets in 2009, and that was his best defense to date. And I think we could see a similar situation if Murray or Queen slides to pick 30. So um, it doesn't force your hand where if you hadn't signed Christian Kirksey, you might feel pressured to trade up to get one of those two guys um, or overpay uh, somebody like Corey Littleton. But instead, it gives you a lot of flexibility. So I love it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really, like, like I kind of said at the beginning, it does exactly what he did last year. It addressed very big needs for the Packers and uh, gave them the flexibility heading into the draft and the rest of the offseason to really do whatever they wanted. And even more so, you could say probably now than last year, because these deals uh, you know, aren't anything – uh, record-breaking or, you know, they're not anything over the top. You still have a lot of flexibility from when it comes to Cap and now the rest of the roster to really design and, and put the best people out there that you can. And when it comes to the draft, uh, like you said, it it opens up all the possibilities. So another, another day when free agency tampering opens up and Brian Gutekunst comes out and just, you know, swings for the fences um it's so the, it's the kickoff to the rest of the off season it's going to be a lot more fun uh we're going to have more here at the a day podcast the rest of the week the rest of the the following months as we head into the draft and the rest of the off season um you can follow us on twitter at a day podcast uh i'm on there as well at dk all the way andrew where can people find you they can find me at andrew murtayton perfect so uh guys thanks for listening to our uh, special edition uh the brian kudu special Here on the Pack a Day podcast. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with more regular episodes, but until then, Go go, Pack, go.